down. Okay. So Paul makes this declaration. He says the main things that we're trying to get across in our message are that Christ died for our sins. He was buried, but he rose again on the third day. And he's just saying that's that's our main message. But he also says there were a lot of people that saw Christ. So it wasn't just uh, something made up. It, it wasn't a, a, a story that, yeah, we think the grave is empty. But it says that after, after the resurrection, he appeared to Peter, then to the 12, and then to more than 500 brothers and sisters. And this is an important line. He says, most of whom are still alive. So in other words, if you're really interested in this, you can go check it out. You can ask the people that saw him. Then he said he's appeared to James, which would have been the brother of Jesus. And then finally he says, to me as well, even though it seems like I was I was the last one and it was kind of a raw, it wasn't done the way that it normally would have been done. But he says, if Christ is preached as raised from the dead, how can some of you say there's no resurrection of the dead? But if there's no resurrection of the dead, not even Christ has been raised. And if Christ has not been raised, our preaching is futile and your faith is empty. So as he is saying, this is extremely important to what we believe. He just said that the fact that there was a resurrection gives us hope as well. And then it says, if Christ has not been raised, your faith is useless. You are still in your sins, in fact. Those who have fallen asleep in Christ have perished. So in other words... We're trusting Christ to, to forgive our sins, but that, that only comes through the same power that, wrote, that caused him to rise from the dead. And he says, those that have died, they're just dead, unless this is all as we're saying. Earlier in that same book, he said, for the message of the cross is foolishness to those who are perishing, but to us who are being saved, it's the power of God. For if only in this life we have hope in Christ, we should be pitied more than anyone. For since death came through a man, the resurrection of the dead also came through a man. And, and here's where he brings in creation and says, Adam, through his sin, we all were brought to death. And, and we recognize that uh, the effect of one person's sin affected all of humanity. But in the same way, through one person, there's the opportunity for all of humanity to live. Mm. And that's the work that's done through Christ. And somebody he says, going to say, well, how are the dead raised? You know, what kind of body will they have? And then he says, fool, which, uh, you know, we would say that's politically incorrect. But in that day, that's what he said. He says, what you sow will not come to life unless it dies. Um, I was watching a, a video not too long past uh, about wild rice and, and planting it. And I have some interest in that for out at the land. And um, the man was showing a, a plant that he planted one seed and there were like four main stalks coming up. And then there were lots of seeds on each stalk. And he was saying that one plant could produce as much as half a pound of rice and Paul is just taking this example of saying, 
when we plant seeds, that single solitary seed that goes in the ground, it doesn't come back looking the same. It looks a lot different. And he says, you know, what, what is sown as a, a, more, a normal body or mortal body is going to raise as an immortal body. It's going to come up differently. Um, he gives several things. He says, what is sown is perishable. Uh, what is is raised as imperishable. What is sown in dishonor is raised in glory. What is sown in weakness is raised in power. What is sown in natural body is raised a spiritual body. So he gives four illustrations off that idea. And then he says the first Adam became a living person. So we got life for all of humanity is, is through that tree, that genetic tree of Adam. But the last Adam became a life-giving spirit. In a sense, our life comes through him. He says, this is what I'm saying. Flesh and blood cannot inherit the kingdom of God, nor does the imperishable inherit the imperishable. Listen, I'll tell you a mystery. We shall not all sleep, but we shall all be changed. In a moment, in the blinking of an eye, at the last trumpet, the trumpet will sound, and the dead will be raised imperishable, and we will be changed. So he says, when Christ returns, he says, those that have died will be raised to new life. Those of us that are living will be changed forever into an immortal body. For this perishable body must put on the imperishable, and this mortal body must put on immortality. And when this perishable puts on imperishable, and this mortal puts on immortality, then the saying that is written will happen. Death has been swallowed up in victory. Where, O oh, death, is your victory? Where, O oh, death, is your sting? So he's saying, when all of this happens, when, the, when our lives change and when our bodies change from what is natural and what, is, uh, what we see in us now, he says, when that becomes imperishable, he says, death has been conquered. It's been swallowed up in victory. Where, O oh, death, is your sting? There's no worry anymore. There's no sting in it because we have immortality. He says, thanks be to God who gives us victory through our Lord Jesus Christ. Then he makes one final statement. He says, so then, dear brothers and sisters, be firm. Do not be moved. Always be outstanding in the work of the Lord, knowing that your labor is not in vain. So again, just a, a brief summary the fact that Christ lived, died, and rose again is central to our message. We just cannot get past it. It's what we base all of our hope in. And the fact that many people saw the resurrected Christ should give us confidence, even though we're not living in that day. Then finally, death is the shredding of the a shedding of the mortal body for the in, internal body. Praise to our Lord. Mm-hmm. I'm going to ask Heather or Hannah, excuse me. <laughs> I always confuse those girls. Um, I'm going to ask her to go ahead and, and uh, break us into our groups. And I just encourage you to spend some time sharing your testimony <laughs> together and spending some time in prayer. This will be about 15 minutes. We lost Pat. Oh, yeah? Yeah, we're in breakout room 11. She may have just pulled out. Well, she was on there, and she told me she was on. I hope she hasn't texted me. Hey, Jacob. 
Whoops. Sorry, I just lost my mouse. Hang on. Okay. <laughs> All right. Now what? Oh, probably should pray a little. <laughs> I mean... <laughs>